It's your boy Deanie. Catch me, I'll be live at the upcoming roundtable part two episode of the great area with my guy Javi. Get in tune with us. I tell them welcome to the gray area And stay away just in case you ain't real enough to relate Every other Thursday, politics to the chips Get up on this wave <laughs> Now tell me what's to talk about Cause we the only thing to talk about How you keep reality in check Just keep it real rapping, don't gossip with the facts, yeah This is the gray area And I am your host, Ray Jarvis Showtime! Welcome everyone to chapter 28 of the Gray Area As always, you can find the Gray Area on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, and Elite Sports New York Now that we in this pocket, doing what we do best That's me listening to opinions, taking them in And then regurgitating them by way of this beautiful medium that is the Gray Area I decided that it was time for me to get kind of serious again We had some fun with the NBA playoffs It got to the point that some of y'all thought This was an NBA show It's not I just do it for the culture The NBA has kind of crossed over into pop culture So I felt as though I needed to talk about that I needed to give y'all my opinions Y'all appreciated that I appreciate y'all for listening But it's time once again To get serious And I wanted to get serious with a young man Who, you know He's kind of like my podcast doppelganger. He's in Toronto. He's talking about the same things I talk about. He kind of trolls the same way I troll. You know, I felt as though this guy would be the perfect person to join me to spar a little bit and talk about some social issues going on in black culture. Not necessarily the, the country, but amongst us black people. So finally, without further ado, Rory Mitchell, host of the Mitchell Report Unleashed. Welcome to the gray area. This is what it feels like to be on your show. Yeah, man. What a great introduction, my friend. Thank I, you. I try. I try, man. You know, when, when the guests come on, I want to make sure that they're comfortable. They feel welcome as they step into this area. Sometimes the topics are a little uncomfortable. They don't want to talk. They got to loosen up. So I'm like, I want to make you feel at ease. Misaka and Sukasa. You know what I'm saying? I feel you, man. You know. Getting a little saucy over here, you know hey, what I mean? Hey, man, hey, man. So how you feeling, though, Roy? You know, it's a long time coming. I've, I've come on the Mitchell Report Unleashed multiple times. It, it was time for us to have you cross the border, so to speak, and come into the gray area. How, how you feeling right now? I'm feeling good, man. You know, summer's here. You know, it's almost fall. For all your American listeners, almost they're not fall. used to the Canadian. <laughs> fall? It's almost fall, In man. Canada? It's almost fall. You kidding me. Dude, dude, when you look at it right now, we're getting into what midway of July. Right. You blink, it's going to be August. You blink again, September is going to be here. Listen. Then old man winter is going to be right around. Listen, the corner, Rory, right? Rory. Let's appreciate July. It's still a lot of women wearing less clothes. It's still a lot of sunlight. It's a lot of guys on these basketball courts enjoying their lives. Let's not worry about the, the flight jacket weather just yet. Let's let's enjoy summer while it's still here, man. I hear you, but it's Canada, so it's different, bro. Oh, well, I mean, you can always come to NYC, brother. Hey, you got to pull up in Canada first, man. I, I, think there's, I think there's more sights to see on my side of the fence, man. I'm just saying, New York bias. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> we are 
tonight's entertainment. All right, Rory, you know, I wanted to, you know, keep it light for the listeners before we get into topics that might get us in trouble or might not get us in trouble. I know one of the things we've talked about led to you going fully independent because Rory, when he speaks his mind, he, he goes uncut, unleashed, so to speak. So without further ado, the name of the episode is The Cost of Free Thought. You know, we had Kanye West. You know, we, we're going to say he was ranting. He was sending out a lot of tweets. He was saying things that a lot of people didn't agree with. And he filed that under free thought. So as we get into the Kanye portion of this episode, with everything over the years, from the Kardashians to the mental breakdowns to the rants on stage, how has your view of him changed over the years? It, this is typical Kanye West, right? Okay. You know, he he's the type of dude when, what, he had five albums that came out from... Mm-hmm. Uh, end of what may it was going into may wait may june yeah, yeah. and then you got to look at it from this perspective is that he used his whole rants he used twitter he used the platform to basically tell people hey listen i'm gonna come out i'm gonna be this type of dude that's just gonna say what i need to say right. create this drama Fact. you know create these headlines Trendy. you know pop pop some more opioids like he liked to say and just wait and get life for and all that other buffoonery right so it's this is modern day kanye man it's okay. it's, it's kanye kardashian now you know he, he he up in calabasas right now you know when when drake sending them shots with the with the uber x to his woman you know what I mean? but we won't we won't we won't we won't say no more than listen you. listen he's he's out in middle america doing listening parties for his album i'm like what's going on what happened to having your listening party in chicago or new york city or in la you're in literally the middle of nowhere where is wyoming <laughs> in the middle of nowhere stay with me rory in the middle of nowhere he is debuting his album you know what i mean Facts. but you know a part of me felt as though like he lost his mom and he's been going through a lot. Obviously, the musicality of Kanye has changed from his first album, The College Dropout. I think the Kanye we know and loved, he retired with My Beautiful Talk Twisted Fantasy. Everything since then has been all over the place. But I got to say, I kind of agree with you with this whole thing, whereas he came out, said a whole bunch of things and, and it was using it as a promotional vehicle for his projects but I felt like it backfired bro how do you feel about that I think I think that it didn't work the way he thought it would it backfired but it, the thing is where Kanye's gonna gain the notoriety is when the award sessions come around True. next year right? Grammy because season your Grammy season you got seven tracks on, on five different albums that's mm-hmm. 35 songs all together right that's mm-hmm. the last time I did my multiplication seems like it's right so when you look at this he's gonna be he's gonna be highly nominated like it's gonna be crazy when it comes around the Grammys right this he's gonna be so nominated for a lot of this stuff so that's when I think you're gonna see Kanye reshape reshift himself again you know he likes to backpedal look at the Charlemagne conversation that he had right right, right, right. the Charlemagne conversation conversation was one thing he was in blonde hair huh. then he shaved the head he goes on tmz he says what he needs to say homeboy calls him out right saying oh slavery this and slavery that right you know but when we're gonna touch on that in a, in a sec but you know it's Kanye. What, what can you do though Kanye needs to have headlines Facts. He's always had drama behind his name you know, you know what, what it I mean? is i you know what i think happened i i believe and i'm not sure many people have said this but I believe he sat back and watched as Donald Trump shocked his way to becoming president. You know, 
He literally shocked his way to presidency, saying and doing things that were all over the place, and he became must-see, as much as people might not like the president of old 45. Ye sat back, saw what this guy was doing, and was like, I could do the same thing and sell some albums. I believe that what he, where he went wrong was, and this is just me being like marketer, he should have been doing this back in February. It should have been like three to four months of Kanye wilding before it got to the album. Not like a month before. Oh, yeah, by the way, my album is rapping. Because no one takes you seriously at that point. And that's why I'm like, there was a time when we all took Kanye seriously. And when it comes to my viewpoint, I just believe that now he's just a sideshow. He's a clown, you know. For, and I'm not trying to diss him. I'm, I'm talking about literally he's become a clown. He is a clown, but <laughs> look, look at what he did in Sacramento, right? right. I, I went to the Life of Pablo tour, and I moved by and paid two twenty Canadian for floor seats, uh, oh, floating man. stage. He was doing his thing. Let me hold something, Rory. You got money like that? Can I get a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we got to convert it over in Canadian dollars. So it all depends on what the stock market said. And right, the Canadian right. dollars higher than the American dollar. True indeed. But he didn't have any of those rants when he came on this side of the pond, mm. right? It was more in Sacramento. We saw him flip out over Jay-Z. Jay-Z don't send shooters at my head and this and that. And, you know, Kanye is always wanting to be on radio and this and that. But when you look at it, look at all the songs he produced well, for we, these five albums. True None indeed. of these songs are really are really doing what they need to be doing. You know, so uh, let's slow slow down, brother. The quality is dead. It's, there is no commercial hits. That this, on what let, project? Let's, let's not let's not conflate things. The week, ironically speaking, the weakest project out of this whole batch was his. <laughs> Everyone else has had some fire. Tiana had some fire. The joint with Cuddy had fire. Obviously, Pusha T had a lot of fire. So, at the end of the day, I'm not going to besmirch the quality of the music beyond the Ye album. The album was very weak to me. But, at the end of the day, it was a lot of high-quality music there, in my opinion, of course. Okay, and in my opinion, I would say the Kid Cuddy in the Kanye album was probably the better album of that bunch. Well, be, But be, it was time, it was it was done too too late in the careers, I think. I think if we would have got that album three to four years ago, it would have been a better perspective. We would have heard some better sounding, you know, not outdated music. Touche. We'll see. You know, that's the beauty of this culture of ours is varying opinions and beliefs when it comes to, especially with Kanye's music, because a lot of people felt like the joint with Cuddy was super fire. A lot of people who are really deep rooted in the culture think that Pusha T's album was a flawless victory. Oh it's, God, it was a, go. it was, hey, it, I'm, we're not getting into that. But I'm just telling you what I've heard. You know, the Nas album was mixed reviews. Kanye's album was trash. Tiana Taylor, it resonated with the women more so than the guys for obvious reasons. So I think when it's all said and done, if we're gonna you know use a sports line, and he, he shot about fifty five percent from the field. <laughs> it could have been better. <laughs> About fifty five percent from the film. I would say a smooth forty. Forty? You're being disrespectful. Forty percent. No, I'm being. I'm being honest. I'm being honest as a listener, man. As a music listener. I hear you. Again, the beauty of opinions. I feel as though your your biases that are well documented here are are swaying your opinion. But we're not here to talk about that. Absolutely. We we staying on tune. You said something to me about him being on the stage in, in, in Canada and not going into those rants and whatever the case may be. And I believe part of that is because obviously between the two of us, we know that stuff wouldn't resonate with you guys. We y'all don't care about that. You know what I mean? 
Well, you know, Canada Canada's a is a peacekeeping country and right. uh we've got our own politics over here with our drama major as a prime minister. I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but you know, Canada don't kill me too too much when you gotta listen to this. <laughs> but you know, it, it's Canada's very different, right. but it's the same. You know, we're all in North America, right? And do we experience this type of uh situations that happen? Yes, in different areas. Nothing too much where people are like Mm, let's turn the eye to the news and be like, what did this person say and right. that person say? You know, there's a lot of the, the most crazy stuff that you see happen right now in Canada is more in Toronto. You know, it's <laughs> patio season, it's summer, like mm-hmm. we just mentioned, and mm-hmm. you know, people are starting to get all trigger happy and stuff like that. It's so, becoming a hood. Yeah. T. O. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cardinal official. Like- he was talking <laughs> years ago, but we didn't believe him. <laughs> What do you know about Cardinal, man? Listen, I'm of this culture, Rory. You you keep you keep playing when I tell you that. Like I I, I love rap. It is what it is. Yeah. Okay, all right. But let's stay let's stay on message here, right? Part of my belief is that he saw what Trump did and decided he could co-opt that idea and sell some records. He even went as far as to put on that very dangerous MAGA hat that that's getting people assaulted all over this country, right? When you saw that, Rory. Initial reaction How did it make you feel Inside seeing that man With that hat on How did it make me feel I didn't really think A lot about it Because we pick And we choose What we want to pay attention to Okay Here where I'm gonna go With this The movie that came out Called Get Out Mm -hmm. Right Mm -hmm. Everybody was ranting And raving about it I'm gonna use that In the same scenario Right But nobody Everybody ran Urban pop culture Black culture All ran to the theaters To go see this movie Right Right and realized that basically it was reverse racism. All they were doing was basically just reversing the whole hypnotizing uh, of from the time you could say of when you know slaves were getting lynched, hung uh-huh. in them type of scenarios and type of situations. But when you right? say reverse racism, in what in in what sense? Who's reversing with? Like, was how does that work? How does that work? Is that basically showing that what that white folks are more on that? They're the ones who are being targeted in the movie, right? Oh, so it was racist towards the white people, Rory? Whoa! But, but, but what they did is they flipped it around, right? right? Okay. They used it as as a jokeified reasoning. So when I look at Kanye, yeah, when I when I when I look at Kanye with the manga hat, I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. But then. We want to go celebrate Get Out. Like, you guys got to pick and choose the battles here, right? And we already know Kanye does stuff for shock and awe, you know, and that's what it all comes down to. It's like nobody didn't want to talk about when, when, you know, he went to go shake hands at at the hotel with him. You know, that kind of. That was spoken about too. That was part of the reason why people were mad at that. I see. I kind of missed that then. I must have missed that because, you know, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm trying to be a form, but. You know, people want to see a little hat go on, and it is what it is. So what you're saying is you're not okay with him putting a hat on, because I want to be clear for the listeners. You're not okay with him wearing a hat, but you believe that a lot of the people who show this outrage, they're not, they're not, it's not real outrage. Like you feel like these people. It's are just, not real. It's fake, man. It's clickbait fake, material, fake, man. Clickbait material. So all the things, pieces, how much all the likes and mad you can get. It's oh, not. It's not about oh. the shock and awe, like how you do your show. You know what I mean? You you come up with substance. Got it. Got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what you? So at this point, Rory Mitchell is challenging the people to do more than just type stuff for a response. 
facts go go back and document your stuff you okay. know go back to your history channels go back to okay. Willie Lynch go back to 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 Nate Nate Turner and stuff like or not Turner sorry start going back to those things and start understanding the true mechanism okay. of the history you know facts. what I mean you know what I agree with you generally speaking on that topic I do believe that there's a lot of justice and social justice warriors on the internet where all they do is type a status hit send and then go eat a cheeseburger and do nothing so I, I'm here with you on that but generally speaking with when it comes to this thing the reverse racism I don't I, I don't I don't you know co-sign that I, I, I'm not in line with that belief when it comes to the get out movie I believe that while I agree that it, it hid behind humor, I think what it did was bring to light a lot of the fears and backdoor beliefs that black people have. Because it was a lot of messaging, even down to like the young white girl who basically was a Kardashian picking and choosing her black athletic males to procreate <laughs> with. And then at the same time, wanting to have this the strength of the black man the the endowments of the black man they were, i think that they wanted to get a lot of heavy-handed messaging out there by way of using a suspense comedy on screen you know i don't i don't really see it as reverse racism you know i just think it was a situation where we're gonna put something on the table things that have been talked about and put it on the table and make sure we make you laugh so that you don't walk out the movie theater scared scared to death about you getting kidnapped <laughs> and running under mind control you know yeah, but that's never going to happen. Let's be honest. You never say I mean? never, my brother. Stranger things have happened in this world, you know? <laughs> Just like how the aliens are going to come down and abduct us all. Come on now. Uh, I'm not going to go that far, but, you know, <laughs> kid- kidnapping and, and, and getting getting people to get become subjugated. Hey, hey, it's it's kind of happened already, you know? <laughs> well, well, you know, we, we could turn this into a news, a news cycle. Like, right. You know, there's some dr- dramatic things that we hear in the news, especially okay. on this side. Again, you know, you, we hear people's bodies showing up missing I'm no limbs saying. and you're just like what's going on is this another the black creation of Jeffrey Dahmer going on listen like, there's a black market for, for human body parts out here brother <laughs> organ organ black market organ life is a real thing but listen we getting too serious for the people alright but for me when I saw old boy with the MAGA hat I just you, you know not. I kind of want to say I agree with you but it was more of an eye roll for me like you know on, like son. what are you doing Kanye we know mm-hmm. we, we see you bro you know, and then when he made the record with T.I., when they had the whole debate, the people versus the, I believe, was the name of the record. And he's talking about how it's like a blood in the crib shaking hands. And, and he changed the meaning of the MAGA hat. He, he brought love to it, et cetera, et cetera. And I just felt like, Kanye, knock it off, bro. You didn't do any of those things. All you did was piss people off. And it's a situation where you don't want to be... There's a, there's a fine line, in my opinion, between being annoying and being polarizing. Kanye was going for polarizing, but he became annoying. And at that point, people became disinterested. He played a very dangerous game and he lost. So that MAGA had to... Kanye needs controversy, my friend. He needs controversy, but that controversy needs to be polarizing. You need to pick a side, you know? Now that we can get into this whole slavery is a choice, right? He made a statement that you have to have some substance. Like, to me, there's certain things that you can say, Rory, and I know you agree. We, we both talk. But this is what we do. We, we podcast. Yes, yes, yes. You can say things. You can have takes, hot takes. But if you're going to have certain beliefs or takes, you got to have more substance behind it. So to say that slavery is a choice, you can't just float that out there without having a, a loaded 
paragraph essay something for people to digest. You just can't throw that out there. Do you agree the with that? Are about, the listeners are about to get real upset with me. But Let's get fine. it. That's why we here. I want all the smoke. It's okay. all good. Okay. What he said, people took out of context. Absolutely. You have Fact. to listen to what he said. Absolutely. There's hearing and then there's listening. Was slavery a choice in some eyes? Yes. You want to know why? There was more slaves than there was slave owners. Mm. Right? Right. Why cannot... Let, let's let's take it back to the streets, because I can take it wherever you want to take it. Take it back to the streets. If there's five people with guns mm-hmm. and there's 30 people, are you not going to try to fight? At least try to put up a fight? You get what I mean? I get it. Right? You're going to at least try to do something. There's 30 of you guys. If you divvy up the numbers, it's basically going to be five on five on one. Mm. Right? So when you look at the... It, see, Kanye... See, I think a lot of the things that Kanye does too, he just says it again just to say, hey, listen, I said this. I go to Twitter. I read my mentions. Even if he reads his mentions, it says, huh, I fooled him again. Right? He's right. got the one up on a lot of us. You know, you could say he kind of got the drop on us. Well, here's... It's the same... Here's it's the same the thing he did with, 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 with Taylor Swift in 09. Right. With the Hennessy bottle. Right. But right? This, the next Monday morning was it was crazy. But right? listen, so. Rory, there's levels. There's one thing to run down at the MTV Awards, right? And say that Beyonce had the greatest video of all time. Then there's another thing to say that slavery is a choice. Now, wow, what you said is 100% true. I'll get back to you in a second, Rory. Well, what you said is 100% true. Smart people everywhere We get We got it I got it right away I'm not gonna hold you up When he said it I got it But again You cannot throw certain things out there Without substance behind it The same way you just explained yourself When you said that I got what he said And it, the slaves outnumbered the white people All factual things But if you just say slavery is a choice And you don't explain yourself You cannot say And I said this on Facebook when it happened You cannot make a three-dimensional statement On a 2D plane Like if you're going to go full 3D The whole thing has to be 3D The explanation has to be 3D You got to Yes, sadly, for some people, things need to be spelled out letter for letter. And I felt like he failed himself tremendously at that point. So my question to you is, is this, was slavery a choice in your eyes? And how um, could he have cleaned it up? How could he, how could have Kanye have cleaned it up? The same way you did. When he said it was a choice, he should have stopped himself right there and said, you know what, when I say that, what I'm trying to say is we have the, the power as a people to activate and take over the oppressor. He didn't say that. He just threw it out there that slavery is a choice and left it out there, let it flow, and got spazzed on by a TMZ employee. What part of the game is that? So do you think Kanye is fake woke or he's woke? Kanye's not even woke. He's aware. Like there's a, like, I don't believe in that woke thing. To me, woke has become cat. It's almost like a cliche. It's, it's become like a brand. You get what I'm saying? No, you, I hear you. I you hear know, you. Kanye's very much aware, but sometimes people who are aware tend to believe there's too, there's way more smarter than the people that they're speaking to. And what happened to Kanye was his smarts got the better. He outsmarted himself, I believe. <laughs> It's 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 a loaded question, you yeah. know what I mean? And only he knows what he's doing. And you know, in the midst of everything, he, he's quiet now. It's like he did what he needed to do. 
you know, pop up with a tour and, right. you know, go back and do what he needs to do. Maybe have a couple of rants here and there mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. it. And I, this know? is why I felt as though he, he played that game wrong. If I was Kanye's handlers, if I was a member of Kanye Incorporated, I would have said, like, listen, Ye, we got to start this whole rollout in February. If Kanye would have been doing all of this in segments and it had more time to spread out everything he did and everything he said, followed by explanations and interviews, everything would have took off a lot more than it just being a Kanye month. Basically, a month and a half of Kanye and then nothing. Back, now we back to back to our regularly scheduled program? Absolutely not. He, fa- he I'm telling you, he, he was too smart. He tried to trump us, and he failed. Facts. <laughs> we, will, we will see. We'll see. The year is still, the st- the year's still long. True indeed. Mr. Kanye. Right? So, so between, we'll see what exactly does. So with, with the MAGA hat, right? The free thought, right? Did your reaction at all change from when it initially happened to by the time that we did this whole scope, the albums dropped, he disappeared? Has anything changed reaction-wise for you, or is it the status quo? The status quo, you okay. know what I mean? And, and when I when I look at it, is that he's quiet now, you know? And, mm-hmm. it's, and I don't want to sound like I keep repeating myself. He's quiet because he already knew what he did. Mm. I was expecting... Let's be honest. I was expecting on the album, on his personalized album, to address some stuff, talk about it, and he didn't. He gave us that one T.I. record, and then that was that. You know what I mean? So it's like, what's what's the angle he's trying to come with here? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you go quiet. You drop a tweet here and there. You know, yeah. like get get it together. You know what I mean? You know, go, go make peace. Go make peace with 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 your with your your successors. You know what I mean? You know so. what it is, Rory. I would say that the reaction and my viewpoint overall, the scope of Kanye, he lost some points with me because to my initial point, it's the whole thing about intelligence. And we've come to a point where the media as a whole have have gotten so far ahead in their own minds that they believe they can insult the intelligence of the public. I think this whole thing, even your point about him being quiet now, it was one big insult to the hip hop culture and the general public's intelligence. So yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not. Absolutely. I'm not gonna say I'm not feeling Kanye, but where he resonates with me, where his standing is with me right now, he lost a lot of points, bro. His Q rating has definitely dipped. His approval rating has definitely dipped. Um, free thought though, that whole rationale when he when he brought that out there, how did how did you feel about him using that? Well, actually, forget that. So throw that out the window. What do you think free thought is exactly? You're a smart guy, Rory. What do you what do you think that is? Of creating a freedom of speech, uh-huh. speaking your mind is going to lead us into the next little batch of conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. Being a, being a, if it's a, an American activist, right? Like Emma Watson, and I'm going to get into. I know she's not a part of the initial, but I'm going to get into that because it goes hand in hand with the next little part we're going to talk about. Because, like I said, it's picking and choosing the world we live in. But it's just having a free a freedom of speech, right? Speak what you want to say. Have your platform address it, like Ofer said at the award, at whatever awards show it was. You know, use our engine and keep pressing that agenda. You know what I mean? Don't let the agenda push you. Right. Absolutely. You know what it is for me. With free thought, all of what you said is 100% correct. But there's a thing happening amongst us. Again, remember, this episode is for us, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a thing going on where there's certain certain topics or certain opinions that are too taboo, regardless of how true they might actually be. And I believe that free thought 
Especially what he was trying to do in, in, in general Is the fact that You can say anything you want Without fear of backlash We can start creating dialogue As opposed to adding to dialogue I believe that the free thought concept Should be that we put something in the atmosphere Let's discuss it Let's disagree about it Let's fight about it And let's come to a conclusion Too many times these days Everyone is so afraid to speak their mind Because they don't want a group of angry people on Twitter To make you a hashtag and a trending topic And railroad you into the ground And I think that's where free thought comes into play Like Too many people are really afraid to say how they really feel out here but uh, we're both a part of that, right? We we know like we how our mouth and our words on Twitter can sometimes get people in our mentions or in our DMs Absolutely. acting crazy, or people wanting to send phone calls and be like, "Why did you do this? And why did you do that?" And it's just like, Facts. listen, whatever happened to freedom of speech? But listen. we want to have feminism out there speaking, speak their mind, and there's there's nothing wrong with it, right? So. Hey, man, I don't. I, <laughs> how I feel is I don't care if I feel it. I'm gonna say. It because I believe that I'm strong enough and I can articulate myself enough for you to feel me and hear where I'm coming from. But everyone is not like me, you know? And but you know I feel why? like it has to the begin. Truth, the truth sets you free. Absolutely. That cliche, the truth shall set you free. So so before we move on to the next person that uh, in this whole free thought scope, is Kanye a coon or a sellout or is Kanye just a black man lost? Or is it neither of these things? Kanye is not lost. Okay. Kanye's a sellout. He's, and he's a sellout. trying to sell out because of the streaming wars that we're into right now, oh. right? Highest number of streams, you get to do crazy things for revenue, right? Nobody's buying music right now. We don't go to our local CD stores down the street or down the block, right? Take our cash out of our pocket and buy our albums anymore. Right. It's all about streaming. Your Apple Music, your Spotify, your Tidal, your Google Play, whatever you're using, right? And that's what it all comes down to. That's why you released all this music the way it is, right? right. There's a big underlying plan at the end of the day that Kanye is going to all sit back and laugh at us. That's all I just really truly believe. So. You know what? And this is why, you know, I wanted you here because not everyone is going to be smart enough to subconsciously bring this chapter, you know, the Kanye chapter of this episode to a close and bring it full circle. Everyone is out here, right? Calling him a sellout to black people. Calling him a coon, right? Saying he's a black man lost. But in all actuality, all Kanye did was sell out for the streams. Shout out to you, Rory. Only you got that. You're the first person that I've read or heard anywhere say that. Everyone was so caught up with what he was doing with the politics, not realizing that he was strategically trying to get the streams. Why? Because once he trends, he knows that people will click. Trends lead to clicks. He sold out for some clicks. The digitizing of the album. Exactly. (laughs) Kanye sold out not black people. He sold himself out to stream. He doesn't have the Rock Nation machine behind him like he once did. He burned that bridge with Hove. A lot of the energy that's behind the Kanye album has been gone. But what he could do was say some hot fire and get some clicks by way of Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, wherever. Shout out to you, Roy, for getting this. This whole thing, the free thought, the MAGA hat, the viewpoint, 
everything has changed because Kanye lost his way by way of the art form that he was putting out there. Shout out to you. Shout out applause you for that one, man. You get, you get the show. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. You know man. what I mean? I appreciate that. So now we shift gears. Another person who, at the time, it probably didn't even seem that way. But at the time, he was a proponent of free thought by way of, you know, protesting the national anthem, taking first sitting down, and then taking a knee in protest of things happening in our country. And now he can't work. That man is Colin Kaepernick. Rory, you've had a lot to say on this man. A lot of episodes on the Mitchell Report has been dedicated to this. The Mitchell Report became fully independent because of this man and your beliefs. So, with Colin Kaepernick, two years later, are we surprised that he's still out of the league? <laughs> Do I have an hour? Do I got two hours? <laughs> I have three hours? I'm just going to say this because, you know... It's been over 500 and something days and Colin Kaepernick has not done anything wrong except for do a peaceful protest towards police brutality, systematic oppression of black people. Okay? Mm-hmm. But doesn't have a job. But guess what? The NFL, mind you, I don't want to cuss here, but the NFL, that National Football League, Finds it finds it well and dandy to still have guys that can uppercut their women, right? Create beating their their, their spousal mm-hmm. their spouses, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. basically can do all this stuff and they can still catch a job. But Colin Kaepernick is just sitting on the sideline. The thing with Colin Kaepernick and one, I wish I was in his corner. I wish I was in his. Like whoever he deals with, whoever he speaks to, if it's, I know he speaks to Charlemagne, he's friends with all these guys. Fact. Somebody needs to tell him it's time to it's time to say something to the general public. You need to come out and say something. You've been quiet for too damn long, right? Mm-hmm. You need to just be able to say, look, guys, I did this. I want my fair shot to come back in this league and play because just a matter of moments. Look at on this side of, of Canada. We have Johnny Manziel down here playing right. for the Tiger Cats. If he shows up and he plays, he's back in the NFL next year, right? It seems like the NFL loves to have domestic domestic dispute, uh, domestic uh, abuse in their league, but then can never have the situation with Colin Kaepernick and let it go unwarranted. Oh, well, he took a knee. Let's banish him from the from the NFL because it's not about the national anthem. To them, it's about the flag. True indeed. You know, on my end, two years later, he's not in the league. This does not surprise me at all. Why? Because weak. The NFL and their ownership are weak. You know? When it's all said and done, if Trump, old 45 himself, has done anything right, low-key, he's exposed how fragile these owners are and how indebted to the Republican Party they are. Because a lot of this whole deal, right, with Kaepernick, it's all political and it's all about perception. And the guys who are in these billionaire owners' pockets are saying that, we can't afford to have you have this guy protest our country and you still letting him play anyway. It's almost like Big Brother. It's almost like they. They. They, <laughs> they who are the politicians that we don't get to see, the invisible bully for all of these NFL owners are controlling the fact that Kaepernick can or cannot play. It's so much fear. It's like, wow, this is amazing to me that 
a guy, when you really break it down, you know, he create, like I said, when it comes to free thought, sometimes it's also about initiating conversation. A person who really got the ball rolling for people who love the NFL, people of color who love the NFL, being aware of what's happening out here, right? But at the same time, he's done nothing wrong. He has said nothing wrong. But to they, the invisible bullies, he's bad for business. He's and not if, bad for business. But this, we, we know that. We but, know and that. If, and, and, and this is what I got to tell a lot of the listeners now, right? We go either his social injustice work that he's done. Now, this is where I say we pick and choose what it is we want to say and what we want to do. I also feel that Colin Kaepernick was a footnote and the footstamp uh-huh. to the whole Emma Gonzalez situation. Notice how I said her name. Uh-huh. Because now all of a sudden she's this activist for gun control. But it's, here's, here's, here's where I get lost. Police officers shoot innocent blacks, right? right. For no rhyme or reason. Right. Then we have different people. Well, I could say the Caucasian background <laughs> wanted to go into these schools, start shooting up the schools. They want to pay more attention to Emma Gonzalez, which is how old is she? 18 years old. Right. And then Colin Kaepernick does a stance as a black man in America, in North America, right? Taking our same kids into camps, right? Here I'm going with this. Taking our kids into camps and educating them about black culture. Well, That's a problem. Here's the problem. It's a lot about narrative control and message control. Kaepernick doing what he's doing, right? And if we're going to be completely honest here in the gray area, a black dude protesting, that's regular. You know what I mean? Ironically speaking, a black person protesting political beliefs, protesting the man, so to speak, that's, that's regular in the United States. Whatever, he can go sit down. But at the same time, they want you to turn a blind eye to, you know, school shootings. It's it, this country is very funny. <laughs> you know it's what I fickle. mean? It's, it's a fickle, very man. fickle it's situation. Fickle. You know, even like you said, with, with the situation with the gun laws, you know, talking about our guns is taboo. Those are our guns. Damn it. You, you can't take our guns away. But this black guy, he cannot protest. Don't worry about the white kid going in these schools doing whatever he's doing. What about the black kids in the ghetto? <laughs> you get what no, I'm saying? No, you know? I hear you. I so, hear you it, but, but it's all about how things are angled in terms of the media and in terms of how they want this country to be covered. You know, it, this, this, these are all facts. facts. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to stir the pot. But if you sit down and you're aware, notice this is a key component of this episode: being aware, not woke, but aware. If you're aware of what's, what's going on and how the news gets covered, they'll spend more time talking about what's going on with a with a soccer team in Thailand stuck in a cave before <laughs> they talk about the issues of gun control in our country and the fact that these kids, no less, are getting automatic weapons. But keep the black guy out of the NFL, and because it's not a good look, right? But the but gag is, they hold on, Rory. But the gag yeah. is that, in effect, you saying that Colin Kaepernick is bad for business has essentially and effectively hurt the NFL business. They're better off. All of these owners are better off letting this man play as opposed to listening to the invisible bullies who are telling him not to play. Because they rather have NFL players with domestic abuse situations. Why? Because black guys beating up their girlfriends 
That's regular. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, it all fall, it falls that in line. That seems a little racist to me. Hey, what I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that's not my opinion. I'm talking about the way it's positioned and reported in the media. That's par for the course. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> that's ridiculous. It, line. It, I don't agree with it. It is ridiculous. But this is what we're here to talk about: ridiculousness in in, in the media. It's why I do this show. Everything, <laughs> everything I talk about, and the stuff that I talk about is because I find a lot of things to be extremely ridiculous. You know, even, even the fact that like Greg Hardy can choke slam his girlfriend on a bed of machine guns and come back and play, right? <laughs> and Colin Kaepernick takes a knee. Takes a knee, and he's bad for business. But, this but guy, this though. But what's going this. on? Then look at Lash- then look at Lashawn McCoy in that situation. Hey, but that's How fake news. Get- Apparently, that, that's not real. But carry on. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. I don't see me and you getting jammed up in that type of scenario. Right. That type of situation. Right. Absolutely. Right? But come on now. You know what I mean? The apple don't fall far from the tree. You know what I mean? So true, indeed. You know, it's crazy because I get these crazy conversations with you know blacks and. And I don't really go too crazy with the with the white Caucasian folks because you can lose them in a minute. But like even some of our blacks, I say like, listen, you see what Kaepernick is doing. There's some blacks that looked at me and said, oh, you know, your man, your your favorite quarterback, he's garbage. He can't throw the ball. Now he's doing this. What's up? Blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, hey, listen, guys, let me tell you something. Okay, he's doing God's work. That's all you guys need to know. He's doing God's work. We don't even talk about the awards that he actually even gets from doing. This humanitarian type of stuff, right? Winning the winning um, the Sports Illustrated Muhammad Ali Award, right? Well, listen, Time Magazine Person of the Year, right? So, Rory, question. Yeah. Listen, no one mentions that, right? Because that's not regular. That's not par for the course. See, you got to stay with me. It doesn't fit the angle of the story that they want to tell. He's a militant black guy with an afro who's protesting Americana. We can't, we can't talk about him getting awards because he actually has a virtuous reason behind him doing it. That's not going to fit the story. And I'll keep it a stack with you. When the, when the story first hit two years ago, the initial story, before I did any research, I rolled my eyes too because I'm like, this guy, he went from being top quarterback in the league, you know, top up-and-coming quarterback in the league, almost won a Super Bowl, so now he's on his way out and he's doing whatever to stay in the league. He's doing anything to stay in the news, you know? It wasn't until I actually went, you know, use Google, <laughs> started, looking, started looking some things up, reading some articles, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. he, This guy has a point. I remember when Tebow was taking a knee for, I think it was, he was, he was against abortions. He still yep. got to play. No one exactly. was mad at Tebow. Exactly, exactly. Kaepernick takes a knee against police brutality and that is a problem but now we can get into the crux of it you know he did some things that I you know I felt as though he allowed people to snatch his narrative away from him even like yep. the, like the pig socks you know you don't do that bro if, if you if, it, if it's a virtuous purpose wearing the pig socks you can't troll and have a point you can't do both you gotta pick a side you get what I'm saying yeah, but I think that's where he missed where he messed up. Right. I think maybe even somebody in his corner has now said, you know, with the legal situations that are going on, hey, 
don't say too much because if you look at it right now, he's been quiet now. Social media feeds, absolutely. You know, him and Nessa, um, they're not really, you know what I mean? There's odd pictures here and there, but he's quiet. Absolutely. Situation. But it's time for him. I would like to see him say something. He needs to come out and, and just say something. Agreed. And another thing why I, I agree with you with that Facts. is because he is allowing other people now to get in front of what he started one like the the safety effort I think his name is Mitchell on the Eagles he's somehow become the face of this whole movement and the leader and guys like 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 Kaepernick are pushed to the side while you know there's agreements and money you know I think there was like nine million dollars or something I forget the number right now but mm-hmm. money came from the NFL for kind of function as some kind of reparations and things of that nature and I'm like when did Mitchell become the the, the face of this movement that started with Kaepernick right so he's allowed people to now, choose. right, he's allowed people to commandeer and co-opt what he started, you know, and everyone else who has the info that I'm talking about with the situation with Mitchell of the Eagles, feel free to hit me up. I'm not, as y'all know, I'm not here to be right and wrong. I'm just here to report the news, so to speak. But <laughs> Mitchell has now become the face, right? So they've yep. taken his idea to say that one more time. But at the same time, this is something that we got to talk about with us. He has allowed some people in the media who have crab-in-the-barrel tendencies to now criticize him and say he wants to be a martyr as opposed to someone with a cause. Being quiet now, some of, the, some of those crabs in the barrel feel like he's milking it. He's juicing this for all it's worth by staying quiet and receiving all the positive affection from these people. So I believe that at some point he has to speak up because, sad to say, there's a segment of our people who are crabs in a barrel, and they will they will pull him down. We've had another guy who's got in front of what he believes in, and he's become the face of it. Almost exactly. making making agreements with these owners. How are you making agreements with these owners when Cap can't even get a job because the invisible bullies is still keeping him out? What part well, of the game is that? Come on, son. Well, Roger Goodell, look at <laughs> yeah, Roger Goodell deserves his own his own his own. Uh, criticism also too That's because a, a lot of things that he even has done you know he's kind of come out and he's backtracked uh-huh. you know the whole Ray Rice situation oh I didn't see the video I didn't see the yeah you did yeah you did you know what's going on you're the commissioner like, well, that you should was, be able to figure and, it well, out you know what you, you know the irony of it all that was the door that led to the floodgates being opened because before mm-hmm. that point there was still a lot of things happening in the league that, 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 that remained in the league a lot of guys had poor reputations but once that Ray Rice situation came into play and how Goodell fumbled the ball, it showed that there was a weakness at the top of the NFL leadership that now guys who are in more powerful positions, a la politicians, can now take advantage of that weakness at the top. That's why Kaepernick can't get in. It started with that Ray Rice situation. It showed the weakness of the league. Yep, exactly. It's not a tight-knit league like like the NBA. Right. Even the the MLB. Yeah, the NBA can do the equality and stuff like that. that there's no issue there, right? right? But then in the NFL, if you do it now, you're not going to be able to play play your your favorite pastime anymore, or get paid to play your sport anymore. Right, right, right. So let me ask you this: you know, we, we're going to pick up the pace a little bit. Is it important, in your opinion, for him to get back on the field again? Oh, this is a fully loaded question. I, as a fan of his, somebody that's been a day one supporter of his ever since he's come in the league, right, after I seen him fricassee dismantle the Green Bay Packers right, numerous right, times, I would say, as for me as a fan, fan, yes, of the game, he has to. 100%, I like to see him back on the field. He deserves to be back on the field. I still think he's got a lot more left in the tank. Now, 
I'm going to answer for, from the other end. The other end, no, because he's going to still get crucified, right? Okay. If he comes back into the league and he cannot perform, he's going to get crucified. People are going to trash him again. Yeah. He went through this whole political stand, uh, standout point, da 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 Now you wanted to come back and play football. Say Commissioner Roger Goodell gives him that uh, accessibility to come back and play, and he stinks up the joint, people are going to have more criticism again. So yeah. the end all... I think just do what you're doing now. Come out, speak up, and not play football. Be an activist, right? right? Because he can help the cause. He's gonna be this. He's been the the flicker, the flint. He's been the flint. All we need now is the the spark and the oxygen to create the fire. If you get what I mean. You know what? I agree with everything you're saying, but. I think it is important for him to play. I think it's important for him to get back on the field and show that invisible bully that he cannot be stopped. Because now the NFL's game will have its most polarizing figure on the field. You know, performing maybe at a decent level, hopefully at a high level, and get positioned to where he can now still be an activist but still being arguably the most powerful position in sports. Quarterback of an NFL team is a high-ranking position. Look at how the money gets divvied out in that league. It's quarterback over everything. Out, out of everyone else, all 56 or however many 53 guys is on that roster, the quarterback always gets at least 20% of the money, you know? So true. So I want him in that position as a quarterback because I remember when you had guys around the league who were mad at him protesting before they even got to the crux of the pro. I remember in particular Kiko Alonso, a Cuban guy. <laughs> Was out here trying to take him out on the field because there's protesting. Bro, if, if anyone should get why he's protesting, it's the Cuban person in America. You get Thank what you. I'm saying? Fast. Thank you. So it's like. The minority. The, the, mon- the minority who escaped oppression, no less, by way of Castro. Came to the country that let him in, but knows that this country has a lot of flaws and you wanted to take him out? Come on, Preach. Kiko. But at at the end of the day, I want him to play because I want him to be in America's favorite sport. Do remember that majority of the NFL fans are of a different hue of ours, brother. So I want him to play. I want them to see him play. I want the people in power to see him play. And I'd like for him to dominate so that they have to see his face repeatedly in the news cycle, on the field, everywhere, on posters, on buses, on cars. I want them to see Kaepernick's face. Because at the end of the day, you fought hard. You fought hard to keep him out of the league. You fought hard to keep those secrets swept under the rug. Because we can't have a player in our most popular sport calling out all our BS as a country. It's bad for business. So now I need him to play. Need him to play. <laughs> and on top of that, it leads to now new rules about the NFL flag protesting. And I'm not even going to waste time, Rory. I think the whole idea is garbage. Stay in the locker. Or if you, if you, if you come out the locker, you got to stand. Hot garbage. Now it's a dictatorship. What's going on here? You can't have freedom of speech anymore. That's yeah. all that is, right? At the end of the day, it's just basically, I just play the Mike Tomlin role, right? Oh, yeah. Stay in the locker room. I wouldn't come out and stand for the national anthem. Like, nah. What's come point? out anyway and take a knee anyway. Yo, don't, get it, don't get it twisted. What are they going to do, arrest you? When I go to sporting events, when I go to sporting events, Daddy, speed this up. When I go to sporting events, uh-huh. nine times out of ten, I don't stand for the national anthem. I'll always leave, go to the concession booth, or I'll go to the washroom mm. before the game even starts because I'm like, why do I need 
to stand here for it. I did this when I was a little kid in public school and high school, right? Mm. So I don't need to do it at a sporting event. Let's be frank. Let's- There's tons of people of every race who are getting their hot dogs and popcorn when the anthem is being played. Don't let those few <laughs> social justice warriors on the internet fool you because they've been that person on that line getting their hot dog and popcorn during the anthem. Y'all need to exactly. knock it off. I'm tired of people with that. Facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just believe that you don't get into this whole thing where you gotta stand, you don't gotta stand. There should not be any rules. Oh, you know what it is? Here's, I got I got another one for you. If you're gonna do it, make it a rule that everyone has, there shouldn't even be any option. Either you do what you want or you stand, right? The end. No staying in the locker room so that now we can single out certain guys who didn't come out. I see the game. I peep the game. No. Either like much like baseball, when they do their introductions and they do the anthems, they all stand on the baselines. Everyone stands for the anthem. Cool. NBA does the same thing. Cool. Don't give these NFL players options. Because you know what's funny, Rory? We don't get to see these players' faces at all. It's it's hidden by the helmet more often than not. But as soon as they protest, their face is all over the news. They can't make so money off their face. They can't profit off their face like other sports, but they can definitely get railroaded for having political beliefs. Well, look at what they did. It's so funny when you talk about the media. They made sure at every 49ers game or any time mm-hmm. they were playing, mm-hmm. you'd always see Kaepernick in the background. No the one ever cared on about him. pregame shows or what was happening during the anthem Ridiculous, before Kaepernick. Man. No one cared. Ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? What do you call that? Like in your words, quote unquote, a calculated narrative? That's a calculated narrative. Facts. You know what I mean? So is there any way that we can possibly end this whole ordeal with Mr. Kaepernick and get him on the field or get him in front of a camera somehow, some way? Is there any way for it to end at all? It, he has to end it himself. And I think let's let's see what happens after the legal situation, how that pans out. And he, he needs to come out on some platform if it's if it's you know it'd be nice to see him on one of our platforms right <laughs> right <laughs> no definitely because that'd be instant credibility right hands down and we know what happens after we that. got the Kaepernick but, exclusive <laughs> exactly and then we go viral but um he needs to just come out and real simple say what he needs to say after everything is cleared up and if he wants to play football again play football you know I, if I was him personally I would have took the Johnny Manziel route I would have came over to the CFL and played. Well, and that's why I'm saying it allows certain people to question what he's really doing here. Is he enjoying the attention or is he really doing something out here for a cause? Because are you really trying to play or are you not trying to play? Do you just want the attention? And I want him to grab, I want him to snatch back the discussion and narrative he created and control it for himself the way he should. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hi, Rory. I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. You know, as we know at this point in the episode, identify yourself to the world. I need you to identify yourself, all your social media, and what you got going on in terms of podcasting. Well, it's real simple on Twitter. Official Rory. Instagram is re three six eight four. The Mitchell Report and Leash podcast is on SoundCloud. It's on Apple Podcasts. And I've been I've been on hiatus for two weeks now. Right after my. Um, historic 100th episode which you were part of so thank you again for that I have 101 about to come out soon right we're going to be talking about a certain rapper again from 
Canada, but Jeez. we won't get into that. We won't say his name because I know you don't like him right now. I don't. And you wait. still haven't listened to Scorpion. Listen, yet. listen. Let's be clear, Rory. I do not dislike Drake. When I when I say that I chose Pusha T, I didn't choose Pusha T instead of Drake. That's me as a rap fan. I I just can't listen to Drake albums. That that's that's from the rip. I just can't. It's just it's so just not for me. So in the in the midst of this, of the show's winding down, right. in the midst of all this, you still haven't you haven't listened to In Your Feelings yet, man? No. You haven't listened to Kiki yet? I'm gonna listen in the next couple of weeks because I got the rap round table coming soon and I got I, I have to, I, I gotta be aware. But in general, before even before any of these beefs, right? I was the person who would tell you that if he got in the pocket with Kendrick, I think he would win. You know? Ooh. I believe that Drake has bars. I believe that if he would have responded, as opposed to going the route he responded, he did with Drake with uh, Pusha T, he lost points for that. Even if he would have lost the battle, Drake can rap. He can. It's been proven. X Common, he can rap. X Joe Button, he can rap. But his albums, I, it's just tough for me, bro. Hey, he just released two freestyles in the last week and a half. That is nothing but fire. But they, I have a theory about. All those freestyles that have just come out, so everybody's gonna have to wait for that. Though. All right, and what about the show? Where, where can they get the Mitchell Report? You mentioned your hundredth episode. When does it drop? Where can they get it? Yeah, so you can basically, like I said, SoundCloud Mitchell Report Unleashed, and then Apple Podcast. You can search the name Rory Mitchell and all that fun stuff. So we're really active on social media here. So you know, anytime you want to hit the mentions again, official Rory, and uh, yeah, spark the debate. Rory, my man. I appreciate you for coming on, brother. You know, we're going to do this again real soon. I feel like your first foray into the gray area was a successful one. Yeah, yes, yes, it was. And there's one thing I want to say What's real up? quick to a lot of people that listen to your show, right? And I, I, I'm truly blessed for this opportunity to come on this side of the pond, or on the other side of the pond, sorry. But I'm going to keep it real with you. You are one of the best to ever do that, right? Appreciate uh, it, in the podcast and world, world, you know what I mean. You have a unique thing about you, and it's, it's. It, I don't think people give a lot of people credit, but if they listen to what you're saying and how you articulate yourself, man, especially you have a special trait, and I still don't understand why you're not on a major radio station or even on TV. We working on that, Rory. We working on that, man. You know, eventually the people will figure it out. They will figure it out. Then I'll take over. And, you know, you can say, you know what? I heard him first. I was right. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And then I'm getting your autograph. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. You know, you're not getting an autograph from me, bro. I know you. I'm not signing autographs with people that I know. <laughs> yes, you are. You're signing it on a piece of paper, a handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rory, man. I appreciate the time. We'll do this again real soon. Definitely, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. People, you can find the gray area once again iTunes, Blog Talk, Elite Sports New York. Do remember, subscribe, listen, share, spread the word. And as the saying goes, whether you like it or don't like it, sit down and look at it because it's the best going today. Woo! Perfect. What up, y'all? It's Jose. 
a.k.a. Sincere, a.k.a. The Rap Snob. Catch me on the upcoming Roundtable Part 2 episode of The Gray Area with my man, Jarv. Yup.